Welcome to another KSP podcast. Doing the NFL one today, changing it up a little. Had another interesting week of football. I was able to beat my fantasy team that I was playing against in the playoffs. You know, got can't wait for this second game. This is a close one. I think it was like one or two points. Oh, no, it looks like I blew them out, which that's nice. Um, but yeah, you don't need to know about my fantasy team. That's, that's boring stuff. Let's get into the real teams. And uh, some interesting news. Some guys are out for the season. Marcus Davenport, that's going to hurt that Saints defense. Um, that line is it's pretty good, but it hurts when you have one of your best players gone. Um, Marvin Jones, Alshon Jeffrey are out, and the Patriots are caught cheating again. And you know, I have to, you know, you have to talk about this a little bit. I personally think that the Patriots are cheaters. Yeah, they're cheat. Now, does every other team in the league cheat? I think they definitely push the envelope, but I think the Patriots tend to push the envelope more than the other teams. They tend to try to go overboard, and um, this is the exact same thing they did from Spygate. And getting all mad at them is not going to make them change. We already had Spygate. We already, they already got punished. And the same situation happened again. The same thing again. It, it was, I mean, they were caught. They were caught taping the pe- Bengals. Now, I think the main reason why people are a bit more mad about this one is because why are you taping the Bengals? They're 1-11. There's no way you're going to beat them. Like, they, they've been a horrible team this year. Now, yes, they do have a rookie quarterback, which I do understand. Um, and, yes, you are playing them next week. But this is the Bengals. Like, if your team is that weak that you have to be worrying about the Bengals and be taping them, I don't even know like what to do with you. What to do with that at, at this point? Um, some people are giving the angle that well, they could be taping them because Zach Taylor's from the Rams, and you could give some plays from the Rams. All right, unless you get to the Super Bowl again and have a repeat of last year's Super Bowl, they're not playing the Rams this year. Now, I understand. I can understand the thinking behind it. Of yes, we want as much information as we can on other teams. I understand that. Just say it's cheating already. You know, and get move on with it. Getting mad about it isn't going to help him stop. And all this outrage, like, what are you going to do? Shut down the team? You're, you're going to take picks and money away from them? Okay. And then it happens again. So unless the league decides to remove Belichick from the league, which I highly doubt they will do, because Kraft is just such a ridiculously strong um, owner in this league, you know, what... It's just going to be the same thing over again. So there's no point in getting heated about it. Just punish them again, and they'll probably go out and do it again. Um, moving on, uh, looks like Mahomes isn't actually injured. It was scary, um, him falling down, and Vinatieri's out for the rest of the year. But going back to Mahomes, yeah, that was a little scary. Um, I'm not going to lie. I watched the whole game. I I went to my choir practice, and I was still watching the game. I was This game was definitely very important. Um, yes, of course the Chiefs beat. I mean, the Chiefs beat them at home, beat the Patriots at home 23-16. to It was a ridiculously close game. It, it, was, it was really tight. I'm not going to lie. The refs helped us out. They called back two touchdowns. Um, and while that's not, not necessarily 14 points, but... They did 
call if they had allowed for one of those touchdowns to happen, then in the ending moments, the Patriots would have gone for a field goal instead of a touchdown because they could have easily gotten a field goal. I mean, yes, we blocked one already, but they could have at least had the attempt to go for a field goal and put it into overtime. But because they didn't call those touchdowns and the Patriots got a field goal instead, they had to go for the touchdown, which is why we were able to stop them. It's the first time... Um, a quarterback under 25 has beaten the Patriots in Foxborough. So, you know, that's a, that's, yeah, it's really good. Um, the main reason why we won this game, besides the coach is helping us and getting lucky, is that second quarter. We dominated them 17 to 0. We really pushed ahead out. I mean, yes, the Patriots scored before the second quarter, but in that second quarter, we scored 17 unanswered points. So that pushes ahead of them, and we hang on. I was scared it was going to be like the game earlier in the season against the Titans where we were out ahead, and then um, all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, you know, one thing leads to another, and we lose to them, especially a good team like the Patriots. It's, it's tough, but Brady didn't look that good. 169 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and he kept throwing to Edelman, who we couldn't cover for some reason. He had 95 yards, one touchdown. Um, and, yeah, we had a lot of penalties as well, 10 penalties for 136 yards, especially that first drive. Oh, my goodness. I think we had two or three pl- play- pass interference calls. That was the main reason why they were able to get a touchdown on the opening drive. And then Mahomes threw a pick, and then they almost scored again. So the beginning was really scary. I'm not going to lie. Um, but Mahomes did his thing. Uh, he had 283 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and he spread the ball around. I mean, it wasn't to one main receiver. Um, four receivers had 48-plus yards. Um, five had 36-plus yards. So... I mean, we spread the ball around. I think we should have ran the ball more often, should have changed it up, especially with Mahomes landing on his hand and it hurting. We probably should have ran the ball. Um, but, you know, we got to win. You know, a win's a win. It, it's not – this is not college. We don't rank wins or losses. Like, if the Patriots – if this was college, yeah, the Patriots would call this a pretty good L, a pretty good – I mean, if, as good as an L as you can get because the team did what they needed to do. Now, they didn't do enough, but they need, they put in the correct amount of effort to win the game. It was just the refs didn't call it, so they needed to beat the Chiefs and the refs, which they weren't prepared to do. I, I, it's it'd be like that sometimes, you know. So I think the Patriot, but it's the NFL, and probably a year from now, when you're looking at the record, you're not gonna put an asterisk over this win. A win's a win, you know. So. At the end of the day, we beat the Patriots at home, and um, where we clinched the AFC West. And I saw a shirt that put my uh, sentiment exactly in perspective, saying the West is not enough. AFC West is not enough. We know what we have in Mahomes. He's young. He's on his young rookie contract. So that means right now with our weapons is probably the best it's going to get, at least for giving out money. Because once his contract comes up, you know we're giving him the farm, the barn, the cows, the cows, the car, the truck, everything. Heck, we'll give him the road. It's just two hundred million plus dollars. All right, I don't care how much we got to give him. Give him everything. All right, it's you know it's so right now on his rookie contract, um, playing out of his mind. This is the time. 
this is the time to get to the Super Bowl. I don't I don't think he's even the best young quarterback right now. Or he's not he is the best young quarterback, but he's not the one most on fire right now because teams haven't figured out Lamar Jackson yet. Um and he's he's probably not gonna win the MVP. Um, but I don't think Russell Wilson will either, especially again with a horrible game in over in prime time. That's when you're supposed to win against the Rams, losing twelve to twenty-eight. And even if Lamar doesn't play great the rest of the year, which he didn't play that great, which we'll get into later, um, I still think this game made him win win the win the MVP. I mean, Wilson was two forty-five, one interception, five sacks. He still he still gave the ball, fifteen carries, for seventy six yards. And Chris Carson, um, DK Metcalf turning into a decently re, uh, reliable wide receiver, seventy eight yards, six of six. But they were a zero two from the red zone, unlike the Rams who were four or five. So when they got down there, they just couldn't get it done. The Rams just looked like the better team. They looked like last year's team. Um, Goff had two touchdowns. He also had two interceptions, and they started giving it to Gurley more often. He had 79 yards, one touchdown, was receiving 34 yards. Higby had a day, 116 yards, and Wood had 98 and one touchdown. But, like, the Rams, they were on fire in this game. They they wanted this win more. They were at home, um, and they just look hungrier. It's This is the team we were expecting to see this year after the Super Bowl, but, you know, things happened, and... Now they're struggling to get into the playoffs. Um, so we'll have to see if they make it to the playoffs. But I don't think um, Russell Wilson will get the Super Bowl. Or not the Super Bowl. I don't think he'll get the Super Bowl either. But I don't think he'll get the MVP. Uh, the person I do think will get the MVP, he didn't have a great, like, all-time great game. But it was an okay game. You know, not every game can be good. It's against a good Bills defense in their home. Um, Jackson had 140 yard, 145 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, he had, um, I mean, the defense was ready for Lamar Jackson. Um, that's oh yeah, he had uh, 11 carries for 40 yards on rushing. But yeah, the defense was ready. Those linebackers weren't getting shaken. They knew what was coming. Uh, the Ravens gave up a lot of penalty yards, nine penalties for 99 yards, and um. They they were just ready for Lamar, and I think that they might have the blueprint to how to stop him. Because if a team, especially the linebackers, don't get shaken, they you know you have two or three, maybe one or two QB spies, you might have to do that to stop this man's. And if they they might have the blueprint, I don't think so, because this is only one week. They did lose. I mean, Josh Allen had 146 yards, one touchdown, but he got sacked six times. That defense was um, all over him. Um, so I don't think the blueprint is out yet, but I think that teams are starting to figure out Lamar. It's, you know, more and more film, see more of their offense, you know, they'll figure out more. Um, another quarterback who had, or another MVP guy who is out of the race is McCaffrey. Uh, the team's lost five straight games. They lost against the Falcons. I mean, it was a tough game to watch, but, oh wait, no, they're not. I think, I think. Uh, just coming in right now, the the Panthers changed their name from the Carolina Panthers to the Carolina McCaffreys because McCaffrey had the most receptions, the most targets, most carries, most um, receiving yards, and most passing yards. Like, what does this ha- guy have to do? Or not most passing yards, most receiving yards and most rushing yards. I mean, this guy literally has to do everything but throw the ball and play defense. 
I mean, he had 11 carries, 53 yards, 11 receptions on 12 targets, 82 yards, and they still get blown out by the Falcons, 20 to 40. It's, I mean, it's just ridiculous. They, it's just so much on this one guy, and I, I don't. You're not gonna win that many games doing that, especially if they the defense knows that. And teams are starting to figure out, which is why they've lost five straight games twice to the Falcons, who have dominated them both times. I mean, the first time was twenty nine to three, now forty to twenty. That's that's twenty plus more points in both of those games. So uh, the the Panthers definitely are getting down dominated right now, and um, I don't think they're going to the playoffs. And McCaffrey, because of that, McCaffrey's going to fall out of the race. Um, but moving to a team that in their own division who had a pretty good game also an L but they didn't get dominated was the Saints um it was, it was that was a really good game to watch I'd say game of the year or it's got to be up there so far probably competing with um the Chiefs and Rams last year that was also a really good game to watch um Drew Brees I it really hurt me I put Carson once instead of Drew Brees in my lineup a fantasy lineup and I look back later and I'm like 40 points but I mean, I thought that I thought honestly that the 49ers defense would put more pressure on Drew Brees and wouldn't let him wouldn't let him put up points like that. But I I guess they didn't do much. Um, he had 349 yards, five touchdowns, one rushing touchdowns, and Michael Thomas. Don't sleep on my man's. I'm not going to go on a rant again, but he had 11 of 15, 134 yards, one touchdown. Big-time players, big-time moments, big-time plays. You know what I mean? And guess who might not be a big-time player? Alvin Kamara. He's been lacking. 13 carries on one on 25 yards and two and one touchdown. And Kamara, almost every time in this game when I saw him, like when I look up and see him in the highlight behind him, of him, he was either getting tackled behind the line, or it is his fumble, or he's just running the wrong way, or he's getting stopped at the line and they were able to get a three and out. He just he hasn't been performing as of late. I mean, I bet Tyson Hill has had more has been more effective for this team than him. I I mean, I like Tyson Hill more, so that might have something to do with it. Um But I've just always thought that Kamara is not a rushing back. He needs uh he needs the ball to be passed. He hasn't had he hasn't had a game over a hundred yards. Um, I mean they don't give him the ball that often. He usually averages around 12, 13 carries a game. Um, but his receiving numbers have been down. Um, he had he's the last cut two weeks he's had four passes, which has been his second um season low. So he's just not getting the ball in the spots where he's most effective. Um, moving on to the defense, uh, Garoppolo had a decent game, 349 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Um, but I think the story of this game is Kittle. I think Kittle is right up there with Kelsey, and as much as it hurts me to say, I can listen to arguments saying that um, Kelsey is, I mean, Kittle is better than or better or equal to Kelsey. Kelsey. <clears throat> I mean, earlier in the season, I was like, there's no way. But I think he's developed into a good enough tight end. I can listen to it. I still believe Kelsey's better. I might be a bit of a homer. I understand that. Um, I think Kelsey's just um, he might have a bit more finesse to his um, more skill in his skill set, um, while Kittle is definitely faster. He's younger. 
Um, I think he might be a bit stronger. Uh, so I think that it's really close. I think Kittle by the end of the year, though, if he shows up in the playoffs and Kelsey doesn't, I think that Kittle is the better tight end. He's really he's really showed up, especially that one play where he's being fa- being grabbed by his face mask for 30 yards. For sure felt like it. It was more like 10. Being able to still hold on to the ball and do that on top of the penalty was able to, to get them in pretty easy uh, field goal range. It was like, what, a 40-yarder, 30-yarder? It wasn't – I mean, I understand it's hard, but it's a lot harder when you got to do it from like 60 yards instead of uh, half as much. So I think Kittle definitely is catching up with Kelsey. It's it, They're right next to each other. It was 6 of 8, 67 yards, uh, one touchdown. But both of these teams are really similar. I mean, they're really good teams. They both have kind of gimmicky plays. They do play action. They do flea flickers. They they change it up. And their defense tends to be solid, both defenses. Now, the 49ers defense, I'd say, is definitely better than the Saints. But I think both the Saints aren't um, – they're no wimps. You can't just put up – it's not that easy to put up uh, 48 on them. So – um, Mozart had a game, uh, 10 carries on 69 yards, one touchdown. And um, Emmanuel Sanders had a really tough catch, a 75-yarder touchdown. That was a really good catch. He had seven. He was 7-9, 157 yards, one touchdown. And he had a passing touchdown, too. Um, Debo Samuels had, was 5-8, of eight, 76 yards. I think Sanders had a really good game. He's turning into a number one wide receiver, which I, I didn't know he could blossom this much, but I mean, it shows you Kyle Shanahan, when he has gets the weapons in the right places, they really show up, and that's why they're able to win this game. Um, and that's why Kittle, who wasn't that great at Iowa, is now blossoming under this offense because Kyle Shanahan knows how to put him in places to succeed. Um, looking at some, place, uh, some teams that aren't quite succeeding, the Colts. Um... I, I honestly thought Colts were going to win their division. They looked like they were going to win their division earlier in the year. And now, now it's not looking so great. They're right now on a three-game losing streak um, in decently tight games. Two of those three games were three-point games. Right now, this um, against the Bucks is 35-38. to 38. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it seems like Winston, um, he might be the first player – in NFL history to go 30 for 30, which is 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. This game, he had four touchdowns, three interceptions, which would be so funny. It would be so Winston to do that. And that's why you can't give up on him. It's, it's literally, you can't not try and keep him now for the Bucks because the Buccaneers have been playing. They can win some games. Um, Jameis is always going to make it interesting. They're right now second in the NFC South. They're second above the Panthers, above the um, Falcons. Yeah, they're second right now. And um, looking at the playoffs, they're they could go to the playoffs. Oh no, no, no! They couldn't go to the playoffs. I mean, the Vikings and the Seahawks are just too good. I think. Yeah, I think they're actually eliminated. But if they're in the AFC, they they could be in. They could um, arguably be fighting for a playoff spot. Um, I guess with, I guess with the Steelers who are eight and five, yeah, they wouldn't be able to, but they, they have been an average team. Um, yeah, they haven't been a great team. They've been average, but 
considering what they were last year. I think this is a step up. And I think this offseason, I think Jameis will start working on um, not on not throwing picks. He's right now on a three-game lo- winning streak. So if he can just uh, get in the lab this offseason and um, continue to improve his game, he might. I think he could turn into um, an above-average quarterback. He could. Be, I don't think he'll be a great quarterback. I don't think. He, I think he could not be. He won't be a top ten, but he'll be a top fifteen. Um, maybe he could crack into nine at best with the kind of weapons he has and good Godwin and um, Evans, who was hurt this game. But um, the. I mean, the Bucks. They're going to give up turnovers. They have four times as many as the Colts. Uh, the Colts also had two defense touchdowns. Uh, Winston, I mean, you already talked about him. Godwin, 91 yards. I mean, six wide receivers had 48-plus yards. But the Buccaneers showed up when they were in the red zone. They were 4-4, were able to score every time they went down there. Um, and the Colts, they just keep getting hurt. And, I mean, obviously it's going to show up when your third-string guy is in there instead of your um, best guy over time. Marcus Johnson had 105 yards, one touchdown. He was 3-7, of seven, dropped four passes. I mean, stuff like that shows up. Zach Pascal, 74 yards, one touchdown. But that's tough. You have two t- defensive touchdowns, still take the L. Um, Colts really need to look in the mirror and figure out, do you stay with Brissett? I mean, was it mostly injuries? Should we look at our medical staff? You know, they need to look in the mirror. Another 6-7 and seven team that needs to look in the mirror? The Cowboys, somehow still leaders of the NF- NFC least. Yeah, I mean, it's not original, but it's true. Um, yeah, they have a losing record, and they might win the NFC East. Or, yeah, that's crazy. Prescott had 334 yards, one touchdown. Elliott had 81, two touchdowns. Gallup um, turning into a decent second option, 6 of 10, 109 yards. Cooper had 83 yards, one touchdown. Um yeah, I don't know if this is a comment about the NFC East, who has the Cowboys six and seven, the Eagles six and seven, the Redskins three and ten, and the Giants, who are on a nine-game losing streak, and I think that's NFL leading. Yeah, that's the worst active losing streak in the league right now. Nine straight games. No wonder they want to fire Pat Shermer. I mean, that's that's tough. You know, nine weeks of just losing. you, And these are NFL professionals training, looking at film, practicing, and they go out lose for more than two months, fringing on three. You know, that's almost three months of just losing at your job. That, that would not great. But moving on to the team we're talking about. Cowboys, I mean, Trubisky, they made, look, they made Trubisky look like a decent quarterback. I mean, he had 244 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, rushed for 63 yards, one touchdown. Um, Montgomery had 86 yards on 20 carries, one fumble. Um, five, five of their wide receivers for the Bears at 30 yards, so they were spreading the balls ball around. And, um, yeah, it just, I think the Cowboys might be, might be like the L.A. Clippers, Lob City, Lob City a couple years back, the young L.A. Clippers. Yeah, it's a sport crossing reference, but deal with it. I think the 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 divisional game against the Packers is the closest they ever get. I think they, um, are. I think Prescott could go further maybe with a better team, but his structure as it is right now with Jason Garrett. 
That Packers game a couple years back is as close as they'll get. They'll be the young L.A. Clippers. Will they never make it to a Western Conference Finals or to a NFC Championship game? And um, they'll have to break it up and find another way. Chris Paul made it to the final, uh, Western Conference Finals um, with the Rockets. But I just think that the Cowboys, they'll be exactly like them. They have uh, so much talent, and yet they just can't get it done. I mean, maybe it's a coach. Maybe, it, maybe he won't himself make it. But I understand why the Cowboys didn't want to pay him and um, didn't want to pay Prescott, which I still I still think they should have paid him instead of um, Elliott. But I understand why they wouldn't be like, oh, well, you have another bad season. But I think that's more on the coach. I mean, when you have this much talent, it's definitely on the coach. So be interesting to see if they fire Jason Garrett and if they make him maybe pull someone from the college football. Yes, I know, I know. Nick Saban is never going to leave. But, hey, you know, this wouldn't be a bad time. I'm just saying, Nick, shout out in case you're listening. Um, moving on to a young team that is getting it done, the Broncos. Yeah, this is a prediction I'm throwing out. Next year, the Broncos are going to be the second best team in the AFC West because I don't think they'll be better than the Chiefs. I, I think Mahomes will still continue to do what he does. But I think they'll be better than the Chargers because I don't know what's going to go on with Anthony Lynn, Phillip Rivers, and that team just keeps underperforming. It's it's just tough to watch that team play. Um, I, This team looks really good. And, oh, who said to blow it up? Who said to get rid of those older players, bring in the young guys, give them reps, and they'll show up? And guess what happens? That's exactly what they did. They get rid of Joe Flacco, get rid of Emmanuel Sanders, and guess what happens? They start winning games. And you know why? Because they actually have a ceiling. They actually have somewhere to go up. I just, I tried to tell this to Marco early in the season. I'm like, blow it up. Because now you give young guys some, you give them room. Because now you know you're going to lose. So they're not scared to fail. And their talent comes and shows up. And this is probably one of the more exciting teams next year. If I wasn't, if I, if this was NBA, yeah, this would be the team I'd pick for next year. Because Drew Locke is showing up. Yeah, he's not a great quarterback. But he'd give him time. Right now he's get 302 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Noah Font, big time, big time player. Or not big time player right now, but a big time game for him. 4 of 4, 113 yards. Sutton, looking like a good player. I mean, this team, it just, you know, it it just makes me so mad when I have a uh, prediction that I know will be right. And people are like, no, it won't be. And then it becomes right. I'm like, I told you so. I mean, this team next year is going to be, I think they'll be a decent team. You have Noah Font, Cortland Sutton, Bradley Chubb is coming back. Don't forget on him. Uh, Royce Freeman. You have veterans coming back. You still have veterans like Von Miller can show young guys like Bradley Chubb what's up. Chris Harris Jr. You know, can help that defense stay solid. I don't think this team is going to go to the Super Bowl next year. I'm not going to go overboard like that. But I think they'll be a competitive team. I think they could push the Chiefs next year. If they get the chemistry up, they maybe get some more young pieces on defense. You know, get some good draft picks in there. Get some decent um, some decent secondary guys because they already are helping the line. That offense is going to be pretty explosive to watch. They beat the Texans at home. They made the Texans look like a bunch of kids. I'm not even... 
like don't sleep on this team 38 to 24 and this is the week after the Texans beat the Patriots maybe they got cocky but they definitely look good in this game I don't I'm not saying the Broncos are better than the Patriots I'm saying that the Patriots I mean the Broncos look like a team that knows what they're doing and there's hope for the future and that was my point is let's start the future right now why wait why wait for Joe Flacco to get injured and then decide to put Drew Locke in. Start putting those young guys in because there's weapons on offense. There's so many good weapons. It's it's tough to see. I I still I think the I don't know if they'll be better than the Raiders. I think it'll be close to the Raiders, but I think they will be better next year than the Raiders. I think they'll give them some run. I think this is probably the best five and eight team of all time. I mean, they they've beaten tough teams, especially down the stretch. And since Drew Locke has come in. They showed up. I'm telling you, this this game against the Chiefs, if the Chiefs are all cocky after this next game against beating the Patriots and they don't take it seriously, I think they could be a close game. Chiefs haven't been great at home for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and um, it'll, it'll be a close game, especially if um, Mahomes is sitting out because of um, injury or they just don't want to play him. I I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on the I wouldn't sleep on the Broncos. I think maybe they could pass the Raiders and end up being the second best team in the at the end of the year. Um but yeah, this Broncos team, I love their future. I really like their future. I I think they got the pieces. I think they just need to come together. I think they need some time to develop and I think they might need some help on defense. Maybe f- get replace some of those guys on on secondary, but I think they're a hungry team and I think they know what they're doing. And um I I I really I if I was a Broncos fan, I'd be really hopeful for the future with Vic Fiangio finally figuring out um maybe he's starting to figure out the offensive side cuz I know he was definitely I think he was yeah, the defensive coordinator for the Bears. Um once he figures out that offensive side, um he'll I think he'll I think they'll start to get it done with the uh, with the uh, Broncos. So, I mean I, yes, the bra- I don't want them to succeed as a fan, but I think they will start to get better. And, um, yeah, I've always had a place in my heart for them. I, I kind of like the Broncos. They're a decent team, but, you know, more, more often than not, they don't beat us or it's a decent game. I, I really liked um, that Super Bowl team with Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders Demarius Thomas, C.J. Anderson, um, Peyton Manning, and that defense. I, I thought that was a really good team. I mean, that, that I think that year when – um, Peyton Manning had like 50 touchdowns, I think. Yeah, I thought that was a really good team. I, I almost considered switching to them from the Chiefs. I, I just liked the way the team played. So there's been a little place in my heart for the Broncos. But, you know, when, when the Chiefs play against them, we got to beat them. You know, and they're, they're like the little brother that you care about. But, you know, when you got to really play them, you'll, you'll beat them. So it doesn't matter. But the Broncos, I, I think they could be a decent, uh, solid nine. And am I doing my math right? If it's eleven and five, yeah, it would be a decent nine and seven team next year. Maybe ten and five. I I could see them make the playoffs a wild card. Yes, they'll get out, but that's still considering from how many years they've been, how many years they've had to blow it up to now. I think that's a pretty good turnaround. So, yeah, I finally see some hope for the future. Um, and yeah, moving on to. 
I guess I don't have a segue because I don't have another game to talk about. Those were all the interesting ones. Um, looking at next week. Uh, let's see here. Look at this excellent preparation. You know how we do. Okay, first game, Jets at Ravens. Two quarterbacks I like, Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson. Yes, I know. Sam Darnold is a pick that I wasn't that great. I know. I can take the heat when I'm wrong. And, yeah, the Jets haven't been as good as I thought they would be. Um, that offense definitely hasn't um, performed um, nearly as well. And I think the Ravens will beat them pretty badly at home. I think Lamar Jackson will be sitting on the bench in the third quarter in this game. Um, next game, Bears at Packers. Um, I could see the Bears giving the Packers a little bit of run in this game, giving them um, a hard time. But I think the Packers will win this one. Uh, the Bears' defense has been on and off lately, and Trubisky has just not been consistent. Um, and there's no one else on that offense. Like, let's really look up the Bears' offense. I Every time I think of the Bears' wide receivers, I can't remember any of their names. And thankfully, due to the um, technology, we can look it up on air because, um, yeah. Oh, uh, you have Allen Robinson, Short Taylor Gabriel, who might be out, and Anthony Miller. That's okay. Um, their bench is Cor Cordell Patterson, Javon Wims, and Ridley Ridley. No, that's Riley Ridley. So they have an okay um, wide receiving core. I'd probably put them um, bottom 15, probably bottom 10, actually, because, I mean, they just haven't been that good. Wide receiver David Montgomery has been off and on. Tyree Cohen can't run the ball. He has to be – they have to pass it to him. So uh, that offense is okay. I'd, I'd say probably bottom 10. It's not that good. Not Nothing to write home about. Um, uh, so, yeah, I definitely think against the Packers it could be close, but I definitely give the Packers <coughs> – goodness. I give the Packers the win on Lambeau Field. Now moving on to the game that the Patriots were cheating for. Uh, Patriots at Bengals. I think the Patriots win. Um, I'm not gonna go overboard and be like, "Oh, Tom Brady loses one game, two games against uh, decent rivals." I mean, it's obvious that they're still they're still a solid team. They probably should have beaten us um, in that last game, but you know they didn't. So uh, I don't I don't mind at all. But the Patriots will definitely beat the Bengals on the road. Uh, Seahawks at Panthers. I think the Seahawks win this game. Um, I just I think the Seahawks right now um, they'll be mad after losing to the Panthers. They know they'll just have to put five guys on McCaffrey and uh, they'll beat the McCaffreys. So uh, definitely give them the win on the road. Texans at Titans. I'll actually give the upset to the Titans. Ryan Tannehill has started to show up. Um, I've heard MVP talk for him and I. I think that's a little overboard, but I think him pairing with Derrick Henry, um, those strong wide receivers, I think A.J. Brown, um, he might be a rookie. Um, but, yeah, they definitely have showed up late in this year, um, looking like they might win their division. Uh, looking at their depth chart, yeah, they have they have Corey Davis, the speedster, um, A.J. Brown, a strong, big wide receiver, and Adam Humphreys, a veteran. Um, Joe New Smith is not. He might be a little bit of an underrated uh, tight end, but not that good. Um, but their running backs in Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis are decent running backs. Um, they're not 
They're not. There's someone. There, Derrick Henry has definitely been a solid, uh, one of the top top ten, top ten running back in this league so far. Um, but looking at the AFC East, or is it South? I think it's the AFC South. They're in the AFC South. Yeah, they're right there with the Texans. This is going to be a very um, interesting game. See who wins the AFC South. They're right there up there. They've been on a five, four-game winning streak. Um, the Colts have been on a three-game losing streak, been going downhill. The Jaguars have been going downhill. But, like, um, but yeah, I think this game will be um, deciding who wins this division. And uh, I think the Titans will actually win it. Uh, yes, the Texans um, are considered the better team, They, but they are the ones coming to Nashville. And I think Ryan Tannehill is just more on fire, and teams still haven't scheme had enough time to scheme against him. So, the I think the Titans it might be considered upset of the week. So yeah, that's what we'll probably call it upset of the week. Titans uh, beat the Texans. Now to the dumpster fire of the week: uh, Dolphins at Giants. I mean, I I guess I give the Dolphins the win. Giants would like we just said. Um, I guess they'll go on a 10-game losing streak. But, yeah, the Dolphins will get this win. Eagles at Redskins. I think the Eagles will win it. Uh, I don't think the Redskins have any life in them. Broncos at Chiefs. This will be a very, uh, very good game to watch. Probably game of the week. Because um, most of these games aren't that great. I'm not going to lie. Maybe Bills at Steelers is the game of the week. That would be a pretty decent game to watch. Uh, maybe Rams and Cowboys would be up there, but I'd probably give Broncos at Chiefs. I think the Broncos are starting to turn it on, and um, knowing our defense, it's off and on. I think we'll get a couple picks off of Drew Lock, um, but yeah, I think the Chiefs will get this win at home. Bucks at Lions. I think the Buccaneers. Uh, I think Jameis Winston will probably throw for three touchdowns and two picks, um, and yeah, I think they'll beat the Lions on the road. Uh, but the Lions, the Lions can be, they can be, um, they can be, um, perky. They can, they can make it tough. Um, they can give some surprisingly good fight. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the Buccaneers win. Browns at Cardinals. I think the Browns win it. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray, uh, he's, he's been okay. He hasn't been, as, he hasn't been great. He's, I mean, he is a rookie, so it, it's tough to just hate on him. Uh, and he hasn't had... <laughs> he hasn't had a great time of it there. Um, there in Arizona, they don't. It's not like they gave him a great line, but he's definitely cooled down from earlier in the year. Uh, his team right now is on a one, two, three, four, five, six game losing streak. Uh, this last game, he did have three interceptions. Uh, his career high. I mean, he's a rookie, but still his career high. Um, against the against Pittsburgh. So I got to give um, the Browns the win here. I think even if Baker Mayfield isn't great, um, he hasn't played great, I still think uh, he'll do enough to beat the rookie quarterback. Jaguars at Raiders. <sighs> Two probably under teams that at one point looked decent, like look like playoff teams, and then are starting to sink down. Um, but I got to give the Raiders the win at home. Gardner Minshew has just... He just hasn't shown up. And Fournette, Fournette, probably one of the most underperforming players in the league this year because it's it's just been tough for Fournette. I don't know why he's taking a step back, but 
Uh, looking at his stats, last three, four games, um, he did have a 97-yarder um, against the Titans three weeks ago. But, like, last two weeks, 50 yards, 38 yards. Then he had 23 yards, 40 yards, 76 yards. He did have 131, but that was on the Bengals. Um, but, yeah, he's just been up and down, up and down, not reliable. So, um, it's it's tough to it's tough to um have players like that who you can't rely on. So that's why I got to go with the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is I think just a better running back right now. Um Vikings at Chargers, two teams who love to choke. Uh, I don't I I don't know. I'd have to say this is a coin flip of the week. Um but I got to go with the Vikings, Dalvin Cook. They they just have better weapons on that team and um Kirk Cousins didn't throw seven interceptions in 2 weeks. So Got to go with the Vikings. Rams at Cowboys. I think the Rams will continue to give Todd Gurley the ball more often. And I think they might look like a different team this last couple weeks. Mm. The Cowboys do can turn it on, though, with the big three. But that defense just hasn't shown up. And I got to give the Rams a win on the road. Falcons at 49ers. I think the 49ers continue to dominate teams. Uh, I think they'll get after Matt Ryan, which will make it tough for him to throw because he that offense loves to throw the ball. So I got to go with the 49ers at home. Bills at Steelers, probably another really good game. I got to – that's actually hard. More and more I think about it because the Bills have, like, Josh Allen, Singletary. That defense, you know, made it tough for Lamar. But that um, Steelers team has been starting to show up and on that playoff push with Doug Hodges, which is really tough because I wanted um, Mason Rudolph to be good. But, you know, it, not every not every hit, not every pitch can be a home run. So I got to go with the uh, Steelers on this one at home. I think the defense is just better. Actually, I got to go with the Bills. More I think about it, I got to go with the Bills, especially with that uh, Thanksgiving win over the Cowboys. They just shown more. Cole Beasley, this, yeah, I got to go with the Bills, but I think the coaching has been really good. Um, I don't think McDermott is a better coach than um, Tomlin, but I think this year he has been, I don't, not overall. But I got to go with the Bills on this one on the road. Colts at Saints. I think the Saints um, come looking for revenge against a team that is injury-plagued. At home, I'm telling you, trying to beat the Saints at home is probably one of the toughest things to do in the league, one of the p- toughest places to play. So, yeah, I got to go with the Saints um, at home against Colts, who are injury-ridden. Um, so, I th- yep, the Saints get the win on that one. And I think that's about it. <clears throat> My voice is dead for some reason. I don't know why it's so gravelly. Maybe it's this time of year. But, yeah, snow is coming down. So stay safe on those roads out there. Hopefully we will, should have an NBA podcast tomorrow with Remington. Um, probably start my research today. <laughs> it's been fun doing uh, these podcasts over the semester. Hopefully come back next semester, better podcast. Yes, sound like a broken record with that, but I'm really excited for um, bringing out pod- podcasts with uh, other professors and learning about new stuff. And uh, yeah, Cheers. thanks for listening. Thank you.